0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to um, let you hear an interview that I did. I I first spoke to Hazel Larkin uh, a couple of years ago um, when we talked about difficult family relationships at Christmas and pulling back from different difficult family relationships at Christmas. And it's about this time people start thinking about that with a couple of weeks to go. But Hazel has now set up her own online course for people recovering from childhood trauma-like abuse. And I wanted to talk to her about that also. Uh, It's called, it's a trauma recovery. She's now a trauma recovery consultant. And she runs a course specifically for parents who were abused as children. We caught up over the weekend for a chat. Hazel, you and I spoke a couple of years ago about difficulties with narcissistic mothers and particularly in the road to Christmas. I might come back to that. But I want to talk about sure. your, your new development, which is a consultancy in trauma recovery. Where did that come from?
1: Yes. From my own experiences, um, to be honest PJ, I have quite the traumatic background myself. I have a history of child sexual abuse. Um, I was abused within the home um, by members of my own immediate family and I was later on then, as happens with so many people who are abused as children, they are often abused again in in later life whether that's as older children teenagers or adults and that certainly would have been my experience even you know i was married um a few times um, and my relationships were abusive as well but it's it's having a difficulty first of all recognizing abuse before you're in the middle of it and also realizing that it isn't your fault because i know for many years i beat myself up thinking that i was the idiot who who was somehow attracting these people who wanted to abuse me and that was my own fault and of course it's not true but it took decades for me to realize that Hmm. um and i also have um as i would have said to you the last time we spoke i have a Uh, I have a narcissistic mother, and that brought its own difficulties as well. Um, So um, the consultancy and the work that I'm doing now has come about because of my own experiences and because of my academic work. Um, I... Have a a degree in psychology. Um, I also have a degree in sexuality studies. I have a master's in sexuality studies. Mm. Then I went off and got a law degree, and my PhD is looking at um, transgenerational trauma and child sexual abuse. So I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, possibly just a week or so after I spoke to you last at the end of 2019. Um, and he also had uh, a history of child sexual abuse and he's a parent. And we were just talking over coffee about the fact that there are no services for people who are parents and who have a history of child sexual abuse. You know, the rape crisis centres don't offer um, a a peer support programme or anything similar. So we looked around and couldn't find anything um, here or in the UK. So I decided it was time to invent my own. So I did. Um, I I designed the course and I started running it in uh, February of last year. Mm. and I've run it about three times at this date, Um, and with, with good outcomes
0: come back to something you said there a little while back you know that you went from mm. abuse at home and then into relationships that were abusive and you made a point that we sometimes look at the person and we say God they keep attracting trouble on themselves mm. that's the wrong attitude entirely I think
1: Oh, it is. It's another form of victim blaming. Um, I I explain it to people kind of slightly simplistically when I say that as children, we were dependent on our parents and other adults around us who should have been minding us. Um, And sometimes that can include older siblings because, as as you know, yourself in Irish families, there can be quite the gap between older siblings and younger siblings. Um, And we, we learn that in order to be safe, Um, We need to suppress our instinct that is telling us this is dangerous and this is wrong. Mm. And it's what they call trauma bonding, which is when you kind of, which is, I suppose, a a more clinical term for Stockholm Syndrome, which is where you literally kind of bond with the person who's causing you the trauma, which makes for a very confused little person.
0: Does the trauma possibly, Hazel, become... The norm in that the person who had an abusive relationship with somebody and got out of it Mm -hmm. seems to maneuver themselves into another abusive relationship for some reason none of us can explain. Does the trauma become a normal?
1: Well, I think what happens is because we've suppressed our, our intuition, that then when we find ourselves in, in situations where somebody else's intuition would be screaming at them, we don't recognize that. Mm. We as, as, as abuse survivors, we, we don't even hear it. So part of the work that I would do would be actually tuning back into your instinct and knowing what it sounds like um, and how it feels in the body. Because for so many of us who have been abused, our bodies are not... Uh, they don't feel like home. We we don't live in them necessarily all of the time. So we don't, we don't always feel what's going on in our own bodies, which sounds a bit daft to somebody who doesn't have that experience. But I know that every trauma survivor is nodding along to the radio right now going, I know what she means. Um, So it's, it's, it, it, so yes in a, in a sense yes trauma does become the norm but i would and i know you haven't said this but there is um, a suggestion sometimes in in self help books or or in you know pop psychology that that somehow we um we we accept it we we accept difficult uh, relationships um because we 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 come to view it as normal and yes we do but there's also um, a notion of not having a sense of self because uh, and of self-worth because that has been taken from us from such a year, an, an early age that we don't realize that we deserve any better, even though we might come to a, a, a realization that this doesn't be like a supportive relationship. But I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what a supportive relationship looks like. Mm. So I don't know how to find one.
0: Yeah, that's the only relationship they know how to have sometimes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's not that it's familiar, so that's why we stay there because it's comfortable. It's not. It's very uncomfortable. But we've got very used to making excuses for other people to, um, to, under, to 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 navigating trauma. We're good at looking at relationships and going, how do I make the most of this for myself? How do I sell this to myself so I can live with it? Because we were doing that as children. Mm. We were in relationships where we weren't being supported and loved and treated with kindness. So we kind of fooled ourselves into thinking that we could... That, that we could navigate that, that we could manage that. Mm-hmm. And we made the most of it. You know, for some people, they took up sports. For other people like me, I was a bookworm, I still am. Um, so I would escape into books, and, and that became my preferred reality, if you like. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, the difference between reality and and non-reality and and fantasy um that line can be blurred for us because it's a more pleasant place to be you know so half the time when I was maybe five or six or seven in my head I was princess because that's what I was reading about in books and that just seemed preferable so I would just live my life in my head as a princess of course there are some that might say that I still do act as if I'm a princess on occasion but that's another story
0: (laughs) but it's it's a sad way to live as a little girl isn't it
1: There was tremendous sadness. Yes, there really was. Um, And I can see that now and have tremendous compassion for that little girl who had such a hard time of it. And because for a long time, I could, and and I mean until my mid-30s probably, I would have been very hard on myself and I would have thought that there was something wrong with me and that I suppose I bought into the just world theory a little bit, you know, the idea that we all get what we deserve. So if something terrible had happened to me, then I must have deserved it. Mm. And of course, now I can reject that for the crock it is but it took me a long time to do that um and i know that that parents who have people people who have histories of of sexual abuse and then when they become parents even if they've they've dealt with their trauma as much as they possibly can, they've been for counseling, they've done all the, and I'd say this carving air quotes into the air, the right things to heal themselves, that when you have a child or when you are about to become a parent, that can be hugely triggering, because it it can be very frightening, the idea that you're bringing a child that you very much want Mm. into a world... That you're not sure you can keep them safe in so the idea that you're about to become a parent or you have just become a parent can be very traumatic for people. Um, I know that for some of the men that I've worked with they found it very difficult Around issues of bathing and toileting their children, even though they mean absolutely no harm, they're worried that somebody else might think that they might harm their child, or that they might suddenly be taken over by the demon um, that took over the, the the person who loved them, who abused, or uh, the, the person that they loved who abused them when they were little. Um, and it, it, and also even sometimes if you're if you manage to get through the pregnancy and the birth, both either you know as as a parent of either sex or gender. Um, that you realize that that it, what's what what upsets you or what triggers you, or sometimes what starts the c- cascade of memories is when your child gets to the age that you were when you were first yeah. abused, and you realize how tiny and defenseless they are. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile
0: unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, you get 30, to get 20 20, 20 you get 20 20, you get
1: 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
0: $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight. Does it sometimes happen that a person fears that they could have it within themselves to hurt that beautiful child in the way that they were hurt
1: yes i have come across that i have come across people who have been terrified even to seek help for those kinds of 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 thoughts because they're afraid that if they seek the help that they think they need Social services will swoop in and take their children for them, because from them, because they've identified themselves as a monster. And we can look at unpacking those and just say, well, actually, that that fear is there as a warning, um, as as an awareness. It's not it's not saying that this is within you. It's saying, my goodness, this is within people, and and it's showing you. It's like having a waking nightmare. It's showing you the absolute worst thing that you can imagine but then you've got to come back to yourself and kind of go actually do you know what that's just my imagination that's not a feeling or an intention i have
0: and your course then it's 12 weeks and is it these kind of things that you teach or discuss how does it work
1: it's it's probably more like a workshop um because everybody shows up to do some work i don't i don't stand at the top of my zoom classroom because they're not we've moved online like the rest of the world um and and you know uh, pontificate so much it is very much a it, it's a peer group so what we have is every week has a theme so we, we go through everything from actually identifying what trauma is and how it can affect us um, looking at things like anger guilt shame sex you know how to because as, as adults we would quite like to have Healthy sexual relationships, and sometimes, oftentimes, sexual abuse can be a barrier to that. So we have frank discussions yeah. about about you know sex and and how to reclaim our sexuality, um, anger, shame, um, de- dealing with your child when they are exhibiting behaviour that that is you know not conducive to a happy home life, and and wor- you know and and dealing with all the parenting issues that everybody has. But with the understanding that as parents who come from from a history of child sexual abuse, there's an added layer often of discomfort or of concern or of guilt over how we approach our children. So what we do is we meet for two hours um, and there is a, a discussion of the theme. And then, because there is a bit of a teacher in me, I have to admit I <laughs> send everybody off with homework um, which is which is optional because I don't want to reinforce the idea of telling people what to do because people with trauma have been told for too long by other people what to do, so the homework is optional but encouraged yeah. um, and that will be worksheets that support what the The work that we've done in the in the two-hour session um and then i check in with people during the week just to see how they are because a week can be a long time between sessions when you're dealing with stuff you know so and then the day before our following the day before the next meeting i i send out um an email with an overview and an agenda because i again i don't want to bring spring surprises on people but I don't want to give them all the information ahead because then you're thinking a week ahead. What am I doing next week? Whereas what I'm trying to do is encourage people to stay, stay in the moment, stay in the now, stay in this week, focus on this week's work. And we'll talk about next week.
0: Next looking week. looking at the various topics like shame, compassion, anger, grief, self-image, trust. There must, I suspect, come a point for most participants where they realize, oh, I'm not on my own. Now, I'm sure that moment came in your life, so you know how much that means.
1: Yes, I do, and it's so marvellous. That is one of the things that I absolutely love about the work that I do. It is being able to hold space for people to say, "I'm I'm not the only one." Every participant who has who has taken who who has done this work with me has said that they have disclosed things in our group that they have never said to anybody, not their spouse, not a, not a parent, not a therapist, anybody. And I am very honored um, that we've, that we can create a space where people feel safe um, and know they won't be judged. I think that's a huge element of, of what we of of what this course brings and provides is the absolute lack of judgment. You can say whatever you like mm. um, about you know how you feel about your abuser, how you feel about the abuse, how you've act- how you've maybe acted or reacted in anger to something that somebody has said to you, um, and it is entirely confidential, with the usual caveats. Obviously, that that if I if there is a disclosure that somebody is a, a threat or a danger to themselves or others, I have a duty of care yeah. to to report that to the to to the mm. You
0: are bound by mandatory reporting, and it's important to point that out, yeah.
1: Yes I am, but but also uh, you know as a concerned citizen, I would feel it would be my duty course, also to 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 do that you know it's the same as, as as most people um, but then afterwards, of course, because twelve weeks you know twenty four hours is a long time to spend with people and then disappear from their lives and and not necessarily have that support anymore. so what we what I also offer then is um, a Facebook page it's it's secret and it's private, which means that you can't search for it, you can only join if I give you the link. Um, so that, and that's a, you know, that, that's not a control freaky thing. That's a, that's a gatekeeping thing to make sure that it's only, only people who, who have a reason to be there actually show up on the page. Um, and it's for safety reasons. Um, and because it's private, it doesn't show up in the groups that you're part of.
0: Sure. No, but nobody can see that you're involved and, and that's exactly. how it, as it should be. Exactly. I'll give out the details exactly. afterwards, Hazel, of where people can maybe find out more about the sure. course. But can we come back to where we talked first in 2019? Because yes. we're coming up to to Christmas and there are relationships that are just problematic and they become even more problematic at christmas and and your own experience was you just absented yourself that in itself is difficult
1: yes it is because it was the last thing i wanted to do um because i thought that a mark of a successful person was somebody who had good relationships with their with their family of origin and i thought that it was on me to make that work and it was only when i was in therapy and i think it was probably about 35 so that's 10 plus years ago, um, that I, I suddenly sat up in the chair and went, oh my God, it's not me, it's them. Yeah. So yes, I did. Um, I, I, you know, sent an email and just said, I, I, until I get through this current block of therapy, I can't have contact with you and I'll be in touch as soon as, I, as soon as I can. And of course that day has not come because I've realized how much better, how much healthier I am. I've been um, what we call no contact with my family now for over 10 years and it's great.
0: For anybody who is, and we're only a couple of weeks out, for anybody who is contemplating making that break this Christmas, not going to that gathering that they dread even before they go, any words of advice?
1: Yes, be gentle with yourself, first of all. Um, And don't feel that you have to do make the break all in one go. You know, you can go from having regular or full contact to just going low contact. And that can sometimes be easier. It's a step down where you kind of say to yourself, okay, I'll I'll show up for Christmas dinner because of all the reasons. um, But I will only stay until seven. Hmm. or I'll only stay until four. Uh, put your boundaries in place and then say it to whoever the person is. You know, We'll say your mother. Just say, mother, I'll be there for lunch. Thank you very much. But we will have to leave at three or at four or, at or whatever time you decide and stick to it. And if you have a partner and your partner's going with you, tell them that plan as well and tell them to back you up and to literally drag you out at, at whatever time you said you've had to leave and for them to accept to be the bad guy in, in that situation for one afternoon. Yeah. Or you could use COVID as an excuse. I've I've come across a lot of women who are seeing the, the silver lining to the COVID cloud because they can say, look, mum, you're old. Um, I haven't had my booster. It's best if I stay away because Jesus, I'd never forgive myself if I gave you something. Your gifts are in the post.
0: It's it's a little manipulative, but I can see how it would serve a purpose.
1: Well, <laughs> you do what you have to do. The other thing is that I do run a a, a group for, for daughters of narcissistic mothers. And we have a Zoom every month and on other difficult days. So I will have a Zoom um, for daughters of narcissistic mothers on Christmas Day um, for people to just drop in and say hi on christmas day itself on christmas day itself yeah i had a woman last year zoomed in from america from the bathroom of her mother's to say she's driving me mad she's driving me mad i can't stay long but i just wanted to tell you because i knew you'd understand (laughs) Um, and that was all she needed just 10 minutes with a few other daughters of narcissistic mothers on a zoom all nodding going we get you and then she was able to gird her loins and go back in again for another two hours (laughs) so all of that information is on my website
0: I know this is a difficult topic of conversation, Hazel, but I and I almost am afraid to use the word. But I've really enjoyed chatting with you today.
1: Ah, good. That that's 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 good to hear because it's you know I deal with difficult things, but I I think that every trauma survivor has got through it because we've developed a little bit of black humour. So um, if that brings a smile to people's faces, I'm only delighted.
0: Hazel, thank you.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you, PJ.
0: You'll find uh, her. Information and more of it on Facebook. Best place to start looking for her is Hazel Catherine Larkin, Catherine with a K, Hazel Catherine Larkin on Facebook. And all of the links are there to the course and to the Zoom and all of that. Courts 96 FM.